music, he asks, can the lessons be applicable to trumpeters? I think maybe he's asking about all the lessons that I've been putting up online recently, and a lot of them are very much applicable to any instrument. So uh, this week, what did we post this week? We got a pentatonic video that came out this week. We had the jazz trombone Christmas in July, which is all a lot of language-based uh, information. So you want to get better at playing bebop and jazz language. You want to maybe check those out. That's the um, jazz trombone Christmas in July series. Um, you can sign up for that in your inbox. You can sign up for that and get it on YouTube, whatever you want to do. So lots and lots of stuff. And yes, it's applicable to, tr to trumpeters, except that it's not, the PDFs are not in treble clef. They're just in bass clef and you'll have to transpose a little bit to make sure you're getting the right clef uh, that you need to read. But you should be able to read multiple clefs anyway so it's from dj dj rice have you ever had to work part full-time time in a non-music job to support yourself how'd you make it work starting a job on monday nice well i'm glad you're starting a job dj that's i mean i think it's especially right now a different time than when i was just getting out of college or just uh, between years of college um i worked i did but yes the answer is yes so i worked at a sandwich sub shop when i was right out of high school i worked at a pizzeria i worked at uh oh and then my the summer after my freshman year of college i worked at a call center doing uh telemarketing i only lasted for a couple weeks there but you just have to budget your time you have to be really really careful to not let non-musical things take up everything but also know that you know what are your priorities you know that job is is important but it's not your life you know it's it's not you you don't get yourself wrapped up in identifying identifying yourself based on that right so uh the music is always going to be your identity and you're doing whatever you have to do to support that lifestyle of being a musician so you do what you got to do and i think anyone that's been in this business long enough will tell you you do what you got to do to keep the lights on and uh, keep the passion for the music flowing and keep keep uh, the opportunities going so you know just be sure to you know make sh just be sure to balance schedule and and uh, be sure that uh, you leave yourself time for you and leave yourself time for music that's the best i can do but yeah i worked plenty of part-time jobs early on to make things uh, make things work so you do what you got to do that's what that's how i think think about it dj all right let's go to more, some some more questions here gil evans project he says can you play lester young solo on oh lady be good we were talking about this yesterday uh some i made a post yesterday on instagram and facebook about some good solos to start with uh if you haven't transcribed before and so uh he suggested lester young on oh lady be good and i said oh i need to go revisit that so uh now because i suggested lester young on lester leaps in so there's of course um, uh, great solos all over the place but uh, we were talking about specifically ones that were for um, starting out so you can check that one out as well i said uh, miles davis so what is a really good one for starting out and lester young lepster leaps in and trombone wise i send people to curtis fuller on blue train and leave out the fast part that's what i always say blue train leave out the fast part it's a good place to start uh, how do i find the best phrasing for a song or melody that i wrote uh, that's really an interesting question and i think that that's speaks to maybe how you wrote it and i wonder if maybe you wrote the song on the computer or you wrote the song away from your instrument or you wrote the song on a non 
vocalizing or wind instrument like maybe on the piano or on the bass or a violin or something where you can just kind of go and go and go and go and you just wrote this really long melody max um, i would highly recommend singing the melody and trying to figure out what makes sense naturally to you like just naturally to the way you would sing it naturally to the way you would phrase it how would you make that work like that's how i think about it i think about okay if I write something, then I just sit there and I sing it. So to make sure that uh, things are feeling correct, like feeling the way that I want them to feel. Um, so that's what I would do to find your phrasing, sing it, mark it in. You know, maybe that a lot of times that's going to mean you have to um, block out like some notes. You have to get rid of some notes, maybe more than you have to actually add stuff to it. Usually that's what I find is when you are writing a song, it's there's more notes in it than we usually need. So it's the editing process. So that self-editing process is important uh, to get into and it's important to uh, make sure that you don't uh, get away from. So Max, I hope that will help you with your song, whatever you're working on. Uh, go and check out um, singing. Just sing the melody, play it on your trombone. I see you've got trombone in your in your Instagram handle there. So play it on your trombone, see how it fits, try different phrasing, but I always just sing it, that's how I go. And if I can't sing it, I just say the rhythm at least, and it kind of gives you that that uh, like in time phrasing, that in time sense of like what it's gonna be like of when it's played in time, if that makes sense. Because uh, when it's just a bunch of notes on a piece of paper, it doesn't really mean anything. But when you get it into the air, you know, that's something that you can start to assess and, and really sort out. What's the most important thing to becoming a pro player? Uh, the most important thing is to change your mindset before you become a pro player, that you are a pro player. So that's maybe a cop-out answer, so I'll tell you what I mean. Is that So you have to get in the mindset of being a pro player, and that means that you don't complain, you execute everything at the highest level, and you can get on the bandstand with anyone and make musical contributions. That's how I think about it. Um, you have to make those musical contributions at all levels, meaning playing stuff accurately, playing with other people, meaning playing with, whether that's uh, dynamics or phrasing or tuning, all that stuff, playing with other people, so important and often is something that we don't talk enough about. It's a, something you have to learn through osmosis. You have to do it with great players that are listening around you all the time. So getting in that mindset of, I'm gonna play this perfect the first time, you know, Sight reading is something that a lot of people want to avoid because they don't like it. And I think about it not as like this negative task, but it's like I want to get to the point where I can read notes like I read words. Like I don't have to think about it. I can just do it. And that's the sight reading level that I've always held myself to, to since when I was in college. And it's gotten better and easier over time, obviously. But that is what we have to aspire to that's what i think we should aspire to with sight reading and that's why we uh use it so often in school because we we're trying to prepare for the real world where there isn't a second chance a lot of the time i'll tell you you know you go in the studio it's the first take the energy on the first take is usually the best energy as someone who's produced a lot of records you know that that's the vibe the vibe comes on that first take and if you don't play it right and you have to go back and fix stuff it really kills the vibe of the session so just keep that in mind you know you want to get to the to a sense of being able to 
sight read at the level that you might just look at a piece of music and you can just interpret it and play it. So change your mindset, hold yourself to a high level. Uh, I often find that that's a problem with with younger musicians when they're practicing is they don't hold themselves to the level that they expect to be at when they get into the real world. You have to hold yourself accountable now. Like right now, when you're practicing today, whatever instrument you play, whether you're playing trombone or something else, you gotta hold yourself to all the people that you're looking at on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube, hold yourself to that level. You know, they were not always at that level and you have to work up to it, but you gotta hold yourself to that standard, you know? It's uh, really, really important. And you should always sound bad in the practice room. I'm going to say that while I'm on the, on the topic. Because if you sound good in the practice room, that means you're not practicing. You're just playing. So you should sound bad when you're practicing because you're working on something you can't do. So if it's sight reading, you might sound bad. But the more you do it, the more you play along with recordings so you can hear how it's supposed to go while you're doing it, the more the better. So change your mindset to, to that you are a pro player, which means you have pro player level of expectation from yourself in terms of playing with people, uh, playing the right stuff at the right time, uh, and then all the professionalism that goes around with that, along with that. But then comes in the network effect. And that's the most important thing in terms of developing your career as a pro player. To get the opportunities, you have to know people. So you have to make sure that you're meeting people, networking, whether it's online right now for you know, in six months when things maybe change again. And, you know, you got to build that network. And that network starts when you're in school. So if you're a person in school, just out of school, use your network, stay in touch with people, play with people, do collaborations with people while we're all online until uh, we can get back out there playing gigs and stuff. So those are the important things about becoming a pro player, okay? So those are just some thoughts. There's more. There's many things that go into it, but just... Hold yourself to that new level. I want to be a pro. I want to hold myself to this pro level. You do it right the first time. That's it. Period. End of story. Rhythm is just so important to the music, though. Whether you're playing indie pop or you're playing jazz or you're playing classical music, it all the groove all comes from the rhythm. And so it's so important. I'm talking about rhythm. A rhythm is just like the most important thing. It creates the groove. It creates the forward momentum. It creates the energy. Just like... Uh, Anthony was talking about with his friend, you know, without that rhythm, without that groove, you've got, you got nothing, man. You got nothing. All of the greatest players that we aspire to, you know, they had great time, you know, great, sing- great singers have great time. And it's, uh, it's just so important. You know, I've been recently getting on a kick of trying to learn drums, trying to learn bass, trying to get better at piano because of this exact thing, because I want to learn how to create the time better. Like, personally creating the time not just playing in time i often make this distinction in my teaching uh that you can either play in time or play the time right and so i'm taking this from steve teray who used to say this to me all the time you got to create the time you got to make the feeling of the time it's not just about you playing with the metronome it's not about being metronomic it's about creating the feeling of the time whatever that is that day you know it's just so important yeah collaboration anthony is a great way to work with with people and that's great that's how you start building your network that's how you start uh getting professional opportunities is by collaborating with anyone and everyone that wants to collaborate when when i was just getting into the scene uh, anyone that said yes it was a yes anyone asked for something yes always yes 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 and yes uh 
specifically that happened with a group postmodern jukebox which became this huge internet thing with tons of touring and lots of exposure to the world you know that that was just a guy who called me hey will you come over and uh record a song with me for you know a sandwich and i was like yeah sure i had just gotten out of school so it was the perfect time to start collaborating so you never know where opportunities are going to come from you know what opportunities are going to come from what situations so say yes and then figure it out later that's what i always do Maybe it's not always advisable, but that's what I always do. Just say yes and figure it out. Is it wise to continue with a bachelor of music degree if I recently suffered from a lip injury? Um, well, maybe you can get your other coursework out of the way. You definitely don't want to injure yourself further. I've, I had a student last that finished this past year that was going through a lot of chop trouble. And, um, you know, we found ways to make it work. Uh, but, yeah, Maddie, I would probably find out what are all the things you can do to keep fulfilling towards the degree don't stop because it's going to make you take extra time you know like just try to make the most of the time you have whether that means doubling down on composition or arranging or on a secondary instrument trying to learn piano or drums and just kind of take a semester off of ensembles and stuff like that so you're not injuring yourself um but uh but also at this particular semester in the history of the world is probably the best one to take take uh, for yourself if you needed to and for people to be flexible with your situation and how you need to handle it so you know do what you got to do that's what i would say maddie but uh good luck with the injury make sure you seek out some wisdom of people that know how to come back from these type of injuries i don't know exactly what it is hopefully it's not a, like a dystonia thing but there's a bunch of great people like uh jen Kagarice is fantastic uh at helping people with that as well as many other people but all right i gotta run for today good to chat with you all uh hope you have a fantastic weekend and uh, we'll be back next week to uh continue with our q a series so see you guys later